Hey, what's going on, Warrior? I hope you're okay with uh, a bit more of a touching story today as we dive into three lessons that I have learned from over a decade with type 1 diabetes. Let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, so as I mentioned today, we've got a bit more of a touching story. Um, this last week, I had the unique opportunity to have a chat with somebody who was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes the same day that they were diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And uh, what happened is that this is actually a family friend of ours. Uh, I was visiting my family in San Diego and they got a call that their son uh, was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and they knew that my parents' kid, me, had type 1 diabetes and has been living with type 1 for quite a while and uh, they reached out and said, hey, uh, we just found out that our son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and uh, is there a possibility of, of contacting Matt and getting in touch and uh, they didn't know that I was living somewhere else and you know, I happened to be in town but uh, my parents asked me and said, hey, is it possible, you know, do you have plans tonight? Um, you know, they they want to know if they can have a chat and I was like, absolutely, move all of my plans. Like, let's." I'm happy to answer any questions at all. You know, I want to do what I can to help because I know how difficult of a time that was. And likely if you're somebody who's living with type 1 diabetes or you love someone who is, you know that this is a life-changing thing. And so I said, absolutely, change all of my plans, clear the night, we're having this talk um, because this, this person was diagnosed today and they need someone else who gets it, you know? Uh, so we ended up meeting that night, and uh, myself, my parents, that person, and their parents as well, uh, or one of their parents, and we had a long discussion. I think we talked for almost two hours uh, about diabetes, but also just about life and how you can still live your best life and still do what you want, you know, and how I was able to still travel the world and be a collegiate athlete and do all these great things with type 1 diabetes, and it doesn't have to stop your life. But life looks a little bit different, right? And so as you probably are aware, uh, there's some planning that goes into meals, there's some considerations for blood sugars, running activity levels, and you know, be sure to check your blood sugar before you go to bed, all that kind of stuff. But it got me thinking after going through that conversation with this person and discussing what life was gonna be like. And um, you know, it, it was hard, honestly, not to get a little bit emotional thinking back to my own diagnosis and what this day represents for this person the life ahead and how it doesn't have to stop but it looks a little bit different and you know new expectations have to be set surrounding uh, certain parts of your life, certain variables and so uh, thinking over that conversation I wanted to come up with three different lessons uh, that I've learned over the years and so I've had type 1 diabetes for at this point um, 11 and a half years, almost 12 and so, you know, a decade plus of type 1 diabetes, you learn some stuff along the way. But I wanted to not just make it specific to like, oh, the pre-bolus is super important, you know. Uh, I wanted to zoom out a little bit and give you these lessons as kind of uh, life 
applicable as well. So it applies to more than just diabetes, but diabetes specifically, I think they're going to be helpful. So uh, number one, acceptance accelerates growth. Now, what I mean by that is when I was first diagnosed, I didn't accept it. <laughs> I, I took my insulin, but that was about it. I guessed the carbs at every meal, didn't care about blood sugars, uh, literally didn't test my blood sugars most of the time. I was living ridiculously crazy. Um, you know, it was not responsible. I didn't take care of myself. I, I did not set a great example. Um, who knows how I survived a few of those years, just being reckless, you know? Uh, but once I did accept my diagnosis and stop living with this ignorance is bliss kind of mindset, I recognized that I actually wanted to live a long, healthy, happy life. And in order to do that, I had to accept the new truth of my type 1 diabetes, which was you still have to check your blood sugars and take your insulin and count your carbs and, you know, take these things into consideration. And so acceptance accelerates growth. However, grace is also really important here. And so that's actually the, the second part of this lesson is that grace leads to a more sustainable growth pattern. So, you know, accepting it, huge first part, but secondly, you're not gonna have perfect blood sugars all the time. This was a key part of that conversation that I had with this person who was just diagnosed. Uh, I was like, look, you know, blood sugars, no matter how hard you try, there's gonna be days where things go haywire. <laughs> maybe your insulin went bad, maybe your sight was bad. Uh, things might not be perfect and that's okay. And so having grace with yourself leads to a more sustainable growth that you can maintain long-term. Okay, this isn't a sprint, and we had this conversation too, it's a marathon, unfortunately, with no finish line, right? That's literally what type one diabetes is. It's a marathon, I guess technically it's figuratively, right? But uh, it's a marathon with no finish line, meaning you have to pace yourself. It's not get today perfect and you're fixed, it's get today as good as you can, get tomorrow as good as you can, get the next day as good as you can, and just do that forever. <laughs> it's kind of depressing, but that is the truth. So. Acceptance accelerates growth, and grace leads to a more sustainable growth. Now, the second key point here is always curious, always learning. So looking back at blood sugars, you know, once I did start to accept that I have type 1 diabetes and that I have to take care of myself, I needed to understand how blood sugars worked, right? So for me, it was uh, developing this curiosity mindset of, okay, uh, I went out and had a California burrito and my blood sugar ended up at 300. Why? <laughs> what went wrong? And so looking back, you know, did I get the carb count wrong? Oh, I guessed completely. Cool. I should probably look up the carbs next time, right? Um, or, you know, maybe I went for a run and I plummeted from 180 to 60. Well, that was weird. That wasn't fun. How can I avoid that in the future? Always curious, always learning. So always learning means that you're not just curious about why and go, ah, oh, that was weird, why'd that happen? But learn about what happened and why it happened so you can avoid it in the future or plan ahead better in the future. So if I know that going for a run is gonna drop me a ton, then maybe I look into that. I do some research. I follow some person on YouTube and see what their videos have to say about aerobic activity, lowering blood sugar levels, right? And maybe I look into insulin on board and how that can affect exercise. Maybe I look into just in general blood sugars and how the metabolism of the body works, right? So yes, always be curious, but also always be learning. Okay, identify how we can avoid mistakes in the future. And in the best case scenario, learn from other people's mistakes. Like before you go hiking, Google 
hiking and type 1 diabetes <laughs> and see if anybody else has learned from this activity um, and see if you can learn the lessons uh, that they have learned so you don't have to go through the trial and error and the frustration yourself. So uh, always curious, always learning. That's number two. You know, looking back, uh, it, it takes practice. I wasn't curious and I wasn't learning for like the first five years of diabetes life myself. Uh, but once I was curious about why blood sugars are doing what they're doing, and I decided to start learning, Googling, reading medical journals, buying diabetes-based books, asking my endocrinologist and my doctor the hard questions, and really digging deep into diabetes, into what is my future, that's when I started seeing more consistency with my blood sugars, more understanding, more certainty. And that's where it gets nice. That's where diabetes is less scary, less frustrating when you have that certainty with blood sugars, right? So, uh, one, acceptance accelerates growth, plus um, grace leads to a more sustainable growth. Two, is going to be always curious, always learning. And lastly, three, is going to be chase progress, not perfection. Chase progress, not perfection. So, a lot of times, you know, we look at our time and range, let's say, and we know that it ranges from 0% to 100%. Well, of course, the majority of us would like to see 100%, right? A plus on our test, on our report cards with our CGMs. Uh, if you're not on a CGM, you like seeing the unicorn blood sugars of 100 whenever you prick your fingers, right? Everyone loves to see 100. That's the whole goal in life is like to get the best scores um, and do your best. You know, obviously we want to put our best efforts out there, but it gets frustrating when your best effort doesn't yield the best result or the best grade or the best outcome, right? So you're trying your absolute hardest, you're counting your carbs, you're pre-bullising, uh, you're watching your activity levels with insulin on board, you're trying to do all the right stuff and you don't have 100% time and range. And you're thinking to yourself, I'm trying my absolute hardest day after day after day and the best I can get is 67% time and range, 75% time and range, 40% time and range. Like what's the deal? I'm trying my best. And in my opinion, this is oftentimes where burnout comes into play. You're giving your all, yet the results don't match, right? You're frustrated because I can't possibly try any harder, yet there's this huge gap between where I'm at and 100%. Why can't I get there? And that frustration can ruin us if we don't put it in check. Now, I want you to recognize that we're not chasing perfection because perfection is unattainable in every area of life. You cannot be perfect. I need this to make sure this is like a, a take-home point for everyone in every walk of life. You are not perfect, okay? It's impossible. And if you were perfect, life would be boring because then you wouldn't have anything to challenge you. <laughs> so understand that you're not perfect. You will never be perfect. You will not achieve 100% time and range 100% of the time unless we get cured. Okay? And even still, maybe you have like a soda and a smoothie and some other crazy sugary stuff. Maybe you still spike to 181 and then come right back in range because, you know, pancreas has a hard time dealing with pure sugar <laughs> like that. But understand, chasing perfection will only lead to frustration and burnout and all this crazy stuff. Instead, we want to chase progress. You're at 40% time in range right now. Let's aim for 41. You're at an A1C of a 9.1. Let's aim for 8.9. Get under that 9 threshold. And from there, 8.9, let's aim for an 8.5. From 8.5, let's try to get to an 
right? Getting these small wins not only guarantees that you're gonna feel better about your journey because you don't have to hit a perfect 100% each time, but you're also gonna build momentum. It's going to actually reward you. Your brain is gonna go, whoa, we're winning. Let's keep winning. This feels good. I kid you not, your brain actually rewards itself when it sees progress. Progress leads to happiness, okay, in lots of areas of life. So if you make small goals and consistently achieve them, not only will you be happy and rewarded through the process, but you're also more likely to actually achieve the end result. If you set out with a goal today to go run a sub four minute mile tomorrow, guess what? Probably not gonna accomplish it tomorrow and you're probably not going to accomplish it ever because you tried once, you failed, and then your brain goes, oh, we failed, that wasn't fun, let's not try that again. But if you say, tomorrow, I'm going to run. That's it. Guess what? That's super easy to accomplish. You could run for like five steps, and then, boo, green light goes off in your brain. Reward system, let's try that again. What's the next goal? I'm gonna run for 10 minutes, right? And we keep making new goals. So, chase progress, not perfection. And this is a key component that I also shared with this person who was newly diagnosed. I said, look, um, let's have a look at my Dexcom. Uh, they didn't have one yet. And I was like, I wanna show you what the, the trend arrows look like, the CGM stuff. I wanna show you why blood sugars do what they do. Let's have a look at my graph. Is that okay? And I said, yeah. So I, I was like, I, I really hope my, <laughs> I hope my numbers uh, aren't terrible because this is gonna be hilarious if I'm giving you advice and I'm at like 250, right? Because <laughs> it was right after dinner. Uh, and I turned it on and I was like, Whew, big sigh of relief. And I was like, I was 110 and I had been flat for like five hours. And I was like, oh, okay, this is, I want you to know this isn't how it usually goes, right? And I had to show them like, this is actually really, really good. It's not always gonna look like that. And I told them, I've been doing this for years. It is literally my life. I live with type one diabetes. I coach other people on type one diabetes. I work with type one diabetic companies. I research type one diabetes. It is all inclusive, like it is literally, I live, eat, and breathe <laughs> type 1 diabetes, and still I have days where it doesn't go perfectly, where I mess up. Maybe there's a human error and I have to give myself grace, right, for sustainable growth. Or sometimes it's not even my fault. Sometimes the restaurant gave me the wrong food or they put sugar in the dressing or like you order, you know, black coffee and then there's sugar in it because some places do that. It's not gonna be perfect and we cannot chase perfection. So we chase progress, not perfection. Those are the key three steps that I wanna leave with you today. Of course, there are many more lessons, but what I ended up leaving this person with, um, they, they wanted to know what's next. You know, and I said, hey, first of all, I know you're probably not gonna remember half the stuff that we talked about <laughs> because we talked about a lot. Um, but so I ended up giving them my phone number and said, hey, just text me if you have questions there's going to be things that just don't make sense and you're gonna be super curious about, so please feel free to text me. Uh, but on top of that, they're like, resources, what do we do? I hooked them up with two different things. And this is something that I want you to check out too if you're in either a newly diagnosed spot or if you're not sure about how to improve your current blood sugars and actually make progress in what you're doing, right? So first thing I did, I said, hey, I want to uh, give you a book that, or a, a journal that was super helpful for me when I was figuring things out. Um, and I didn't have any with me because I didn't know I was going to be meeting with them, unfortunately, otherwise I would have brought one. But you can see it right there if you're watching the video. 
that book right there, it says trending on it, the trending health journal. And so I actually went in our, our warehouse and I shipped them one. Uh, for those of you watching, it is essentially a health journal that is built for type one diabetics to log blood sugars through different meals, activities, different phases of life to figure out why blood sugars are doing what they're doing. That's where the always curious, always learning phase comes into play, okay? So if you wanna grab one of those, you can go to trendinghealthjournal.com. You can grab one there, it has a bunch of fun bonuses and stuff that I threw in there. Uh, but that'll get you off to a great start. And then for information, right, I told him, I was like, hey, there's actually a place where I went and I interviewed 30 diabetes experts who are living with type one diabetes and I asked them how they would take care of their own diabetes. Like doctors, dietitians, nutritionists, personal trainers, uh, Olympic athletes, all the great stuff. And I said, how do you take care of your own type one diabetes? And I told him you can go watch that because that's actually free. Uh, and that, for those of you who are interested in that as well, is gonna be at fearlessdiabetic.com. The entire premise is how do you live your life fearlessly while keeping blood sugars under control and you know, still incorporating freedom and spontaneity in your life. So uh, to learn from those experts for free, you can actually go watch the entire virtual summit right now. That's at fearlessdiabetic.com. I'll put those links down below. Uh, but those are the two resources that I pointed out to them to hey, look, this is gonna be a long journey. This is not gonna be easy. I'm super proud of you for seeking out information on day one. I told him, I was like, this is, I mean, we had a heart to heart and I was like, this is, this is a big shift. And I said, this is not gonna be easy. Uh, it's not fun. I remember when I was first diagnosed, it's tough, okay? And uh, there's hope, there's tons of hope. You can do just about anything you want with type one, but it does require a little bit of extra planning. Right, like I said, mealtime calculations, looking at exercise a little bit differently, and it helps to know what causes blood sugars to move. So uh, that's where we were at. We ended up continuing the conversation, uh, and I have high hopes for this individual, but also for anybody who's catching this video. Uh, if, you are newly, if you are newly diagnosed, please reach out. Let me know if I can help, uh, even if it is just a, a 10 or 15 minute phone call. Uh, be happy to share my experiences and my thoughts, get you off to a good start because I know it is a very difficult time in our lives when everything gets flipped upside down. It's not fun, uh, especially when you feel alone. When I was first diagnosed, I didn't have any close relationships with anybody who was type 1 diabetic. I didn't even know fully what it was. Like, <laughs> I had a lot of questions. Like, why did I get this? Where did it come from? Did I do something wrong? Right? Reality is you didn't do anything wrong, it happens. But it gives us the opportunity to grow stronger. And through my time living as a type one diabetic, I can guarantee you I am stronger than I ever was before, mentally and physically. I've been through a lot and I've proven to myself that I can get through a lot more. It doesn't have to be the end of the road. For me, it opened a lot of doors. And there is hope, there is a community and there are resources. So uh, if this is something that you're just getting into, feel free to, to look around our YouTube into our Spotify playlist or Apple, iTunes, whatever you're on. Gather resources, learn, stay curious, always learning. We're here for you. You are not alone. Be sure to check out those two links if either of those would be beneficial for you. TrendingHealthJournal.com, FearlessDiabetic.com. Have an amazing day and keep up the fight.